Riot Squad, a female-powered media agency proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp, September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. This week, I am joined by someone who a second season of this show would not feel complete without someone who shares my absolute love for all things 90s, love of the throwback jam. Please welcome my sister in service and thirst, the one and only Condi. Hello. Hello. It's so nice to chat with you from sunny South Africa. That's right. I think I think you're my first interview from South Africa ever. Oh, we're taking an international today. Yeah. So I like that. I like that. So tell me uh fond memories of the 90s. Oh my god. I thought we should first start by uh telling the children how we used to listen to music. <laughs> So I was just telling you, I'm at my parents' house in South Africa. So literally all my like 90s memorabilia is here. My teen diaries, all my CDs, my cassettes, um, the places where I used to store my CDs. I don't know if you had like one of those like big storage containers. I had like a metal one. It looked like I was carrying a safe around basically. (laughs) And I'll take that to boarding school like every term. And then uh, when I was on going on card trips, we would have those sleeves, you know, the smaller sleeves. We just take the CD out the case and then put it in the sleeve so that you have your music on the go. Yeah. Um, Walkman, like the boom boxes. Yes. That's how we used to listen to music. Uh, and then before that, it was cassettes. That's where it was at. If your parents would like deign to buy you a cassette. <laughs> If not, your only recourse was recording stuff off the radio, um, which is probably where I got quite, uh, not a hatred, but like a love-hate relationship with DJs, because I'd be trying to record a song, and then dude is like talking over the song. I'm like, I just want to hear Janet Jackson right now. What are you doing? I don't need you to talk over the first 10 seconds of the song. Right. Or like cut the song halfway, which would happen a lot on the chart shows. Um, Yeah, they would just like start talking. So I'd be listening to like together again. I'm like, yes, I finally have like a pristine recording of it. Then dude like cuts it halfway through and starts yammering. Yeah. So it was a hard life, kids. (laughs) And you couldn't just go on like Apple Music or online and just like find a song or just listen to stuff like end to end. It was tough. And for the kids at home, the uh, CD container that she is talking about, mine and most of them looked like ammunition crates. No, but seriously, (laughs) it looked like something. 
Tony Stark would take to like a battle zone. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly like he's going like to show his weapons to someone. That's what the CD things look like. It was ridiculous. Yes. But necessary because we had to have our music at all times. That's right. And then the 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 car books, you couldn't you couldn't it would you know mine i had the the like one that was the size of a briefcase and had a hundred pages in it and you couldn't go the more pages the better that's right and we were always late because you couldn't go anywhere until you found the right cd so you'd spend 45 minutes prior to going anywhere flipping through the book going okay where's the cd which cd matches my mood (laughs) Not just that, but like if you couldn't have one of the big briefcase slides, if you had like one with only like 10 sleeves, then it takes ages to figure out which are the perfect 10 CDs to take on this car trip. That was harder than picking a MySpace top eight. (laughs) Oh man, the memories, the memories. It was good times. It was good times. So tell me then. Because like music meant the world. Absolutely. Then. Yeah. So tell me, what is your favorite song from the 90s? Okay, first I'd like to preface this whole discussion with it was really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably harder than naming my babies. Uh, it, it was impossible. So I will say what my favorite song is. But then probably after we finish recording, I'd be like, why didn't I choose this other song? (laughs) (laughs) So for now, (laughs) it's going to be TLC Digging on You. Yes. I love that damn song. Um, I can hear it now and just be like feeling it, feeling it. Yeah. Although I had like a moment when I heard it um, the other day in an ad. What? But it was like a Terminix ad. And then I was like, am I that age now where songs that I hold dear to my heart are now just like in random Terminix ads and children listening to them have no idea the gold (laughs) that is entering their ears. Yeah. I am not okay with that. I was not okay. I, I probably took an entire day to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> In your opinion, what artist ruled the 90s? It has to be Whitney. I mean, there's so many, but I feel like Whitney really did for me rule the 90s because also my favorite soundtracks were Whitney soundtracks um a lot of my favorite songs were from her but then sometimes I want to say Mariah but I feel like I need to stick with Whitney I feel like it's a pretty fair split between the two of them like if we're between the two it's a really fair split because I had like all of their CDs and cassettes, yes, cassettes <laughs> from that era. Um, you know, I'd memorize all the songs, you know, like in the CD sleeve, it like had the lyrics, um, in the cassette sleeve, unless you got like a bootleg one, then the lyrics weren't there. <laughs> and you had to figure them out. And of course, like you learned the wrong lyrics. Yes. Yeah. What's an underrated? But Whitney is my final answer. Excellent. Excellent answer. Mm-hmm. What's an underrated bop from the 90s? I think I'm going to go with uh, Monica, Before You Walk Out My Life. Oh, nice. Um, also, because I don't know if everyone remembers the video, but I used to call them video boys. I don't know what everyone else called them. <laughs> But I feel like the 90s was like an era where they just like crazy hot guys in videos. Like Tony had them, Tony Braxton had them, Monica, Brandy, like had these like model-esque men in their (laughs) videos. And uh, Before You Walk Out My Life had this guy like perfect, 
boy next door, totally adorable. And they're like painting, who paints fences, whatever. <laughs> they were painting fences together. <laughs> and yeah, I just love uh, that song. Monica wearing her business casual like we did um, in the 90s. Why did we wear like office clothes like casually? I don't, I, you know, I'm still trying to figure it out. You know, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, I look like I've got a 401k and a mortgage, but like that was. <laughs> I was wearing button down shirts, like slacks. I'm like, what was going on in the 90s? I don't know. I was trying to I was trying to Google to see who the uh, who the guy was, but I can't find it. God, he's so cute. I've written maybe like ten tweets. <laughs> I'm like, do you remember this guy? Do you remember this guy? Do you remember this guy? <laughs> so if you Google like before you walk out my life, and then like Monica, and then even if you Google like model, um, it comes up. And he was just like he had the dimples, just like super cute. The waves, and by the way, it was appropriate at the time because I was a teenager, and he was a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> just FYI, <laughs> and so was Monica. That's so crazy. Yeah. What 90s film had the best soundtrack? You see, a lot of my answers from the last one we did, which was just like the regular not 90s one, were basically like all 90s <laughs> answers. <laughs> Do you remember? It was just like, because that for me, that was like the heyday of music. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it's back to Whitney. It's the bodyguard and waking to exhale. And uh, sorry, dear listener, but you'll be hearing about these soundtracks <laughs> later on in the questions. Again. <laughs> I think the Bodyguard soundtrack, I think I had on cassette, if I remember correctly. And sometimes the cassettes would be different colors. They wouldn't always be clear. Oh, yeah. Um, and that one, I think, was like a red cassette. So it was like special. Yes. And like sexy. Yes. Mine was, <laughs> mine was red. That's right. I had forgotten about that. Yeah, right? Um, so then you knew, like, this is the cassette. This is the soundtrack. Seminal. Timeless. Who is the most underrated artist of the 90s? This is tough because I feel like in the 90s, even people who are like one hit wonders sold like a gazillion records. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it was like the time of people just selling like bananas amounts of like um, singles or records or whatever. And it was like a really big deal back then. But I might say Dido. I don't know if you remember Ooh, her. Ooh, Interesting. Yeah, maybe I'll say Dido. Um, and yeah, I really liked her, her CD. And then she was also on like a couple of like soundtracks. Yeah. And um, a couple of TV theme songs. And if you remember Roswell. Oh, yeah. Roswell, the original uh, yeah. show, not Roswell, New Mexico, whatever was on the CW a couple years ago. The original with the hotties. Back when it was the WB. Um, back when it was the WB, yeah. It was Here With Me. This was an excellent song. And then she was also on Eminem Stan. Yeah. Uh, which has my honey, Devin Sawa, if you're listening. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Dido. And she had like a great voice. Um, yeah. I wonder what she's I up to. Her. I wonder. I wonder what Dido's up to. Dido, if you're listening, come talk to us. Maybe. Come talk to us. Maybe also Natalie Imbruglia. Excellent choice. Excellent choice. My answer yeah, to this question. I mean, really? Yeah. 
I was like vacillating between the two, whether it was like Dido or her. Because, yeah, it's hard to say underrated because at the time, like they were pretty popular, but only for like a short period of time, right? I mean, I had their CDs. I think I had two of Natalie and Bruya's CDs and I had one of Dido's. Um, but yeah, Natalie and Bruya was amazing. Uh, Torn is just like a classic. Yes. What did I know about love and heartbreak? But still, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> I was like, I understand Natalie. <laughs> Been there, but not really. Been there, all thirteen years of me. Been there, Natalie. <laughs> Her music speaks to my soul. Uh, you're twelve. Stop. If you're it. If aliens landed on Earth tomorrow and said, what is 90s music? You would play this song. Diamonds and Pearls. Excellent answer. I don't know why, but yeah. Number one, it's a jam. Number two, the video is badass. Um, number three, it's a jam. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it it just like ha- it takes it takes you to all the places, right? Um, I feel like you could, if you're feeling it, dance to it, or be in your feelings to it, or just you know, sing in the shower to it, listening to it in the car, full blast. Then the fashions in the video, just like high key nineties. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, just everything about it. 90s i love that song man i love that song also um there's a video of chris evans singing the song shut up seriously seriously so um for fans who don't know i have a twitter novella um stick gondi and her brother husbands chris evans is one of the brother husbands and when he is falling in love with senator john ossoff (laughs) don't ask just like watch it (laughs) Um, he's busy serenading him with diamonds and pearls. And there's like another scene where he's trying to get the approval of the other brother husbands and like four other ones and diamonds and pearls is playing in the back. So I still like, I I still love that song. It's like bits and pieces. I listen to it often. It's an excellent song. And dear listeners, I feel like every decade I would do, I would, uh, include Prince. That seems fair. (laughs) Like every decade. Yeah. Mm. And dear listeners, if you haven't checked out uh, the Twitter novella, please uh, pause this episode, go check that out, and then come back because there's probably going to be a lot of references to it, and I wouldn't wouldn't want you to feel so lost. True. So true. <laughs> what '90s song? best summarizes what love is for you by tracy chapman oh nice one of my favorite songs from the 90s i actually have one of my teen diaries right here it says my diary with like lips and just like a collection of hot men on it (laughs) um (laughs) in front and center at the time i was like obsessed with angel from Buffy nice. so it has like David Barian ads on the front um the first song I have is Lenny Kravitz Ovs but then one of the other songs that I have in the front of the diaries for you Tracy Chapman because my parents had the cassette and uh like on long trips would play it and just play it on a loop and I'd always look forward to when for you came on and it's just like a beautiful song, just absolutely beautiful. Her voice, my God, just um, so pure, so clear. I love Tracy Chapman. Agreed. So on the flip side of that, then, what is the best breakup song of the 90s? Okay. So... I'm going to do my cheating thing that I did last time and say two songs. That's fine. Uh, so uh, my first one is X Factor, Lauren Hill. Excellent. Excellent. Yes. Which is such a good breakup song. Um, 
all through like the 2000s whenever I broke up with a guy I would listen to that song and just like cuss them out (laughs) (laughs) um yeah and pretend that they were still obsessed with me when they weren't then the second song I would say is it ain't over till it's over by Lenny Kravitz I think it came out in the early 90s I'm pretty sure it did yeah, I think you're right. Um, but this was a song that he sang um, when him and Lisa Bonet broke up. And he was trying to get her back. It was his like baby comeback song. And in fact, that whole album, Mama Said, was basically like a yeah. baby comeback song, baby comeback album. She- <laughs> Spoiler alert, she did not come back. She married Jason Momoa, right. who is crazy hot. Um, basically, Jason Momoa and Lenny Kravitz are my sexual orientation. That's um, fair. In case anyone did not know, um, that's that's where it's at with me. But those two songs, it's definitely great breakup songs. There's more, but I, I can't, <laughs> you know, spend the entire podcast talking about boys to men, <laughs> unbended knee, water on dry. Right. Jeff Buckley, love. Lover, you should have come over. So we'll just move swiftly <laughs> on. <laughs> so as you know, uh, this next question uh, tends to be the most controversial of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is, and the 90s were the heyday of the music video, God, music videos. They were spending millions, man. Yeah. It was nuts. But I actually keep track. This is the most expensive video ever made. This is the most expensive video ever made. I remember. Wow. Yeah. Hype Williams, shout out. (laughs) You could always tell when it was a a Hype Williams joint. Always. It was always so obvious. And not because he would roll his name at the beginning of the video. Uh, <laughs> no, no, just because they were just like the visuals. <laughs> Excellent. <Yeah. laughs> so, what was the greatest music video of the 90s? Okay. So, most people will probably go with like the most expensive ones, like Scream, Janet Jackson, Michael Jackson, or maybe even uh, Buster Rhymes and Janet Jackson. But I would actually go with Janet Jackson, <laughs> Got Till It's Gone. Nice. Which is kind of like a more low-key video, but man, that aesthetic, goddamn. So a little background, uh, when they were shooting the video or the concept for the video was basically um, apartheid South Africa, like in a, in a club lounge environments that was the aesthetic they were going for and it just looks amazing she looks amazing it's from one of my favorite albums velvet robe Uh, it's just a great if you have never seen it like go now see it it looks like it came out yesterday it's an excellent video i feel like and this is something i will probably stand by until the day i die um Janet was at her most powerful during that velvet rope era when she had the the red hair and like just that whole yes. Yeah. I call that era, yeah, Janet with the red hair. That was that was her time. Yes. Like I was talking about earlier, together again. Oh, till it's gone, I get so lonely, we go deep. I mean, they were just every yeah two nights like that album just had like back to back to back to back great songs and great music videos yes and remixes to the videos which are also amazing yes yes i miss a good 90s remix where you would buy the single and it would have just the straight album cut then it would have like the radio cut and the like the disco remix and the you know 12 remixes and yeah i found a couple singles um for those that don't know a regular cd like an album was slightly thicker 
like the type that you're used to. Then the single was like thin, right? And it had like maybe like five songs or whatever on it. Um, like you say, all the remixes. And I did enjoy buying the singles. I did too. I had more singles, I think. Um, but yeah, the singles would usually have like the song, a couple remixes, and then maybe like a deep cut off the album. Yes. Yes. Oh, now I really miss CDs. Yeah. But I have all these CDs. I don't know how to play them. <laughs> I don't know if my, I think my boombox, sorry, is still here somewhere. I think it's maybe like in the garage or something. I'll ask my dad. And then I'll just be like a teenager, like Brandy sitting up in my room, (laughs) (laughs) listening to some music. (laughs) What 90s TV show had the best theme song? Okay. I was going to say Fresh Prince to try and be like cool and adult or whatever. <laughs> and then I saw <laughs> earlier today, I saw a tweet from our friend Lauren Ashley talking about gummy bears. Oh, wow. And I was like, do you know what? Those cartoons just had the best damn theme songs, like all of them. Um, but Gummy Bears is up there in the pantheon of great cartoon theme songs. <laughs> One of the best. You know, every now and then that theme song will get stuck in my head. Just randomly. Just like for no yeah. reason, right? <laughs> Gummy Bears and yeah, like... So that's my answer. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Chippendale, DuckTales. DuckTales. Animaniacs. Just so many great theme songs. I mean, even Captain Planet. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to track down. There's there's a video of uh, Brendan Urie singing the DuckTales theme song on, like, Jimmy Fallon or some shit. Oh, my God. It's absolutely fantastic. (laughs) Yeah. Those were good times. Right? And it's a good theme song. What 90s song did you have no business listening to for your age at the time? I think you already know the answer to this because <laughs> we spoke about it at quite some length last time. Knock on Cry, Mary J. Blige, off the Waiting to Exhale yes. <laughs> A song about infidelity. <laughs> like, what did we know? Nothing. Right. Not a damn thing. <laughs> Um, the other song probably is D'Angelo. How does it feel? Well, Untitled, basically. That's what it was called. Uh, one, we had no busy, business listening to it. Two, we certainly had no business watching that video. <laughs> right. I mean, my God. <laughs> it's basically just him breathing heavily. And just like abs on abs on abs. And then just like sweat dripping down said abs. You know, I was (laughs) devastated. I'm sweating thinking about it right now. (laughs) I was devastated to learn years later that he's Mm. not actually naked in the video. He's got a pair of sweatpants on and the band is rolled down. I feel like, yeah. That deep V taught me a lot of things. <laughs> yes, it did. Yes, it did. <laughs> Shout out to D'Angelo. Shout out to D'Angelo. What 90s song are you embarrassed to still know all the words to? I mean, where do I start? <laughs> <laughs> Just so many. All of them. <laughs> The entire 90s is just like a minefield of just like terrible songs, one hit wonders, and just, yeah, that we knew every single lyric to. Probably the worst, though, was Barbie Girl. That was probably the absolute worst. Barbie Girl by Aqua. Nice. And uh, yeah, me and my friend, um, I don't know, she's not listening, Krupa Nai. we went to boarding school together and every day we would like walk back to the hostels or 
dorms in America and would just like sing this song at the top of our lungs and think it was like the funniest shit ever. <laughs> yeah. We loved that song a lot. And then probably second place is um, every single Backstreet Boy song. Fair. That I knew the, the lyrics to and every CD that I bought. Basically every album they ever released, I bought. <laughs> I say that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I know all the lyrics. All of them. I should probably add Spice Girls to that list. Although, do you know what? I'm not embarrassed about right. my Spice Girls love. I refuse to be embarrassed or shamed. <laughs> <laughs> Those songs still go hard. I don't care what anybody they says. They still go hard. Come on. Come on. Stop. Great song. Jeez. Yeah. For, they were also my first concert, the Spice Girls. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Good times. Which actor or actress turned singer from the 90s? was the best i'm so excited to say this one (laughs) pre summer that is the correct answer yes that is the correct answer the only answer (laughs) um and she's also just like really really cool and she only well she has one album that i'm really really into but i was later schooled that she has like another album maybe that I don't know about or like a band that she was in and there's other music out there but like her big solo album was Street Fairy and The Love of My Life Lenny Kravitz produced it Yes, and they even have a duet called Mean Sleep which is fantastic which I oh my god it's so good it's so good my god (laughs) Yeah, when they harmonize, it's just like magic. She is she is working on a second album, according to to her Twitter. She is she is working on another album, which I'm super excited about. Hope Lenny's producing it. That would be sick. I mean, he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be, but it would be like you say, sick. Yeah. That would be very exciting. I played that CD so much. So when I was looking through my CDs, I couldn't even find it. I just found like the album sleeve, like basically almost in tatters because I played it so much. That's that's a no skip album. Flame somewhere. Yeah, no skip album. Brilliant. Yes. What 90s song has to be played at max volume? Song to Blur. That is correct. I mean, basically the music video is you need to play this album at full blast to the point where it like blows you against like a wall or whatever. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That is a banger. It's such a good song. And it's, it's really short too. I think it's just about two minutes yeah long, but like two minutes well spent blur absolutely oh absolutely like if, that's another one like that is it feels like a 15 minute song but you're like oh right it's just been two minutes and like 12 seconds okay right on right <laughs> great song i mean blur's entire discography is just so good uh- and then all the stuff that the lead singer did beyond that, gorillas, like everything else that he's done since. Um, brilliant. I agree. Absolutely. Mm. What 90s singer has or had the best voice? Someone was really tough. I don't know. I think I have to go with Tracy Chapman. Excellent answer. I mean, she's not like, a, she doesn't belt belt out songs, you know. She doesn't do runs. But it's just, it's a voice of pure emotion. Absolutely. And she's a great songwriter. 
I mean, yeah, Tracy Chapman. I like that. Not where I thought you were going, but I appreciate that. No, right? <laughs> I would also like to enter for your consideration, uh, mm -hmm. Desiree. Yes. Yes. God, her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's actually in my teen diaries. I love her. With Gotta Be. And then we spoke about her the last time. Um, her Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet <laughs> album. Yeah. Well, she should probably go under like underrated artists. Agreed. And full disclosure, uh, prior to us recording this, I was actually listening to our last episode. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was, the last episode was basically almost all 90s. And when I was going through the answers for this, I'm like, I'm basically going to answer all the <laughs> same stuff I did last time. <laughs> um, I try to mix it up a little bit. I'm not mad at it. Not too much. Yeah. What artist Best decade. considered to be a one-hit wonder of the 90s should have been bigger? Mm. Probably... Maybe nothing, Brulia, I would say, um, will be my answer to that. Or maybe Jeff Buckley. But part of why he he wasn't bigger, right, is because he passed. Right. But a lot of his songs I still listen to consistently. Like every year. <laughs> I listen to them when you you know Apple has like the your most your most played song oh, yeah. every year at the end of the year. Jeff Buckley's always there, and it's not an artist that you think, oh, like my favorite artist of all time. Or like, oh, I listen to this artist a lot. But then when you look at what you've actually been listening to, it's like Jeff Buckley, Jeff Buckley, Jeff Buckley, um, and not necessarily like Hallelujah. I know people really love that, um, but it's a uh, last goodbye and love where you should come over. Yeah. I like that. Gone too soon. Absolutely. Mm. What 90s artist do you still rock with? Hmm. Huh. <laughs> mm. Hmm. Probably Lenny Kravitz. And not just because I, I follow his Instagram. <laughs> like a, a complete stalker. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I mean, basically all my teen diaries is like Lenny Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz, Lenny Kravitz. Um when me and my my best friend, uh, when we left high school, we did like a contract. And then uh, we said like all these things you wanted to be in 10 years. And she's like, I want to be a famous actress, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then I was like, I want to meet Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> <laughs> that was my life goal. <laughs> I did meet him. Kind of. I went to the concerts, not quite met him, but I swear to God, our eyes met and I said, I love you. And I think I, he said, I love you back. Um, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. I'll stand by you and, on that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and I can still listen to like any of his albums, like back to back. And I do. <laughs> so probably, probably any credits. What 90s song do you most relate to? Um, Perfect by Alanis Morissette. 
Oh, perfect song. Excellent song. Right, because, um, I mean, anyone who's listening was a teenager once. And if you were a type A teenager like me, (laughs) (laughs) right? Like, you always just wanted to do, like, get straight A's, like, do everything perfectly and get everything right. Like, even if uh, it wasn't necessarily, like, coming from your parents, just, like, that voice in your head like needing to be perfect um anyway so and I listened to that song a lot I listened to that whole album I listened to Jagged Old Pill an inordinate number of times that also had a couple of songs on there I had no business listening to yeah as well (laughs) that also had a really great song about love Head Over Feet was a really good song about accepting love Good love. Yeah. I say this in hindsight <laughs> because at the time, what did I know? That's that's <laughs> fair. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, from... But that's the song I probably missed. From that album, mm-hmm. You Ought to Know could be the song that none of us had any oh business goodness. listening to. Uh, none. <laughs> Especially the graphic detail in which she uh, described some things that happened in a the theater. Yeah. So... I probably didn't even know what she meant, to be honest. Right. Had no idea. Sang it very loud. Had no idea what she was referring to. Still chirps me out that that song is about Dave Coulier. Right? What a creep. (laughs) 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 What was the greatest musical collaboration of the 90s. Yeah, I'm going to give like one. It's like semi-serious and one that isn't, but that I still listen to. So the boy, Boy's Mine, um, Monica and Brandy. Excellent. I feel like people still reference it like all the damn time. Like all the time. Um, it's timeless. It's a classic. It's really good. And then... <laughs> My not-so-serious entry is Take Me There, Maya, Blackstreet, Maze, from the Progress Rock Band soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah! Which is still a bop. I mean, it had no business being that good. None whatsoever. But it was, and I loved it. Yes. And funny enough, um, I was... I was doing one of these, I forget when, and somebody mentioned Blackstreet as uh, like the one hit wonder that should have been bigger. And, Mm. you know, prior to the Rugrats soundtrack, yes, that would have been true. But Take Mm. You There qualified them as no longer a one-hit wonder yeah for some reason when you said black street now i'm like playing all of true hill songs in my head <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> also a great i don't true hill criminally underrated people like to clan on them great songs that are still fire right now yes <laughs> Somebody's sleeping Justice in my bed. <laughs> Somebody's sleeping. I mean, oh yeah. And uh, what, what's the other one? And their music videos were really good. Yeah, the video for uh, These Are the Times when it was very much like that like, French Marie Antoinette type thing, but Cisco still had his shirt open for no reason at all. That's like a trend in the 90s. <laughs> Do you remember Tony Braxton also had a video where she's like wearing a gown or whatever, like walk, like running through gardens. Was it Unbreak My Heart? Was it a different one? I can't remember which one it was, but she's also like in the whole like Marie Antoinette um, garb. I feel like yeah. Unbreak My Heart was just her in that like iconic white oh, in the gown. Pool with Tyson? Yes, yes. Tyson Beckford was in the uh, the Unbreak My Heart video. Here are video boys. Good times. 
Yeah, if you were a male model in the 90s, the way to know that you had made Man, you it eating. <laughs> was if you appeared as the love interest in a music video. Yeah. But also, Ty- yeah. if you showed up to an audition for a music video and Tyson Beckford was there, you can leave because it's a wrap. Just go home. Or Marcus Schenkenberg or someone. Oh, Just yeah. Mm. Forgot about him. wonder what he's up to. I wonder. I guess what a pick of him. I don't think he he has aged okay. Good for him. Hmm. I feel like he put out a song too at some point in the nineties. Did he? I feel like everybody, everybody did. Put out songs, man. <laughs> I think I put out a song in the nineties. I'm not sure. Who remembers? <laughs> it was a wild time. So we have come to the final question. Are you ready to make the the toughest choice that you will have to make in this entire episode? No, I'm just going to give an answer because like there are just so many good songs. It's impossible. The question is impossible. <laughs> so the question is, you can only save one song from the 90s. The rest are going to be erased from history forever. What song are you saving? Me to choose between like Jason Momoa and Idris Elba. It's just like, why are you doing this? I don't understand why this question is. Which, by the way, you actually have asked me to make that choice. I have not forgotten. It's a tough one, but. I still think about the song at least once a week. Uh, I liked when my kids were little, I'll sing them lullabies. Um, and the lullabies consisted of 90s ballads, basically. Oh, nice. Because <laughs> those are the only songs I knew the lyrics to. <laughs> <laughs> so the song is Water on Dry, Voice to Men. Excellent. I don't know why. I just, I, I love that song. And the music video. Was that a Hype Williams music video? Probably. Thing? <laughs> yeah, it was like all white. Like in the, they're wearing all white. It was in the desert. All white in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, yeah. If I have to save one song, that would be it. Excellent answer. If I had to save one album, <laughs> it would be Mariah Carey Music Box. That's fair. I'll let you have an album. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe daydreams. <laughs> okay, don't let me keep going. So I'm just gonna save everything. I'm gonna put everything in my military grade <laughs> CD storage unit. <laughs> Take it with doubles me. as a bomb shelter. <laughs> doubles as a bomb shelter. Pretty much. Pretty much. So if uh, you have anything that uh, you would like to plug or if you'd like to drop your social media handles, you are more than welcome to do that now. Sure. I just want to say one more thing. Absolutely. Tevin Campbell. Ooh, Tevin Campbell. And then I will move on. (laughs) Tevin Campbell. (laughs) I agree. I agree. Uh, Yeah. So um, my name is Blondie. And I am on Twitter. My handle is Bondi Intini, at Bondi Intini, Q-O-N-D-I-N-T-I-N-I. And my whole thing is thirst for democracy. So basically, it's a gateway to civic engagement through super hot men um, that we thirst after, but also who are really good um, and give back to society with their looks and their deeds. Uh, I also have at Stick Bondi, we we're discussing this earlier. It, she is the main character in my Twitter novella, which is basically an online soap opera. And the gist of it is polyandry. <laughs> Started out as a thruple. Now uh, she has. Five brother husbands, all hotties, Idris Elba, Jason Momoa, Senator John Ossoff, Chris Evans, and Taika Waititi. You can't see me, but I'm counting them on my fingers <laughs> to make sure that I don't miss any. 
And that's not counting all her hella hot uh, ex-boyfriends. Um, anyway, it's like, it's like a 10 season long saga about literally a stick figure. That's why she's called Stick Gondi. I draw her into videos, into pictures of these men, and then just write really outlandish long form stories about them. It's really fun, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, they also make appearances on my main account. Um, the thirst for democracy accounts because they also all do good deeds um so they also make appearances with the democracy base but uh, let me get into the democracy base <laughs> the democracy base are senator bay and that's senator warnock president bay which is president obama state department bay that's tony blinken secretary blinken epa bay the incredibly hot Michael Regan, head of the EPA, cabinet member. Looks like Denzel Washington, the body of a, I don't know, a Greek statue. Okay, let me stop talking about <laughs> him. Um, <laughs> and I think I might have missed an. Oh, and then there's office. How can I forget? Officer Teddy Bay, who's Harry Dunn, who has. Possibly the most luscious lips I've ever seen in my life. That's fair. Just like moisturized to the heavens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And of course, future Speaker Bay, Hakeem Jeffries. And currently on the table, um, the Thirst Committee is considering a Congressman Bay. And that may be Richie Torres. We will see. Stay tuned. You heard it here first, folks. Mm, thirsty developments. Three, two, one, This has been a Rod Wharton production in association with Spring Break 83 Entertainment. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.